Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting rehearsal this week with the craziness of an August band camp. And we're going to learn about the World Association of Marching Show Bands, which I'm so excited for. We will also find out what made Theo say... I'm that, you know, long sought out um, catch tape uh, that we never quite reach, but we're always itching for. And why Stephanie said... Like the kids are really being immersed in that culture and everything is just being done to make sure that it is culturally appropriate. All this and more. So get out on the field and we'll see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form, check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. It is August and there is so much going on. The start of marching band, I myself just rolled in from band camp. DCI is in full swing. DCA is ramping up twirling is wrapping up and college bands are headed back we cover it all here on this water break so let's see who's on the sideline this week hey tom hello i'm on time this time fantastic david i was hoping to get some starbucks (laughs) no not this time i'm excited to talk about drum corps And we have Theo back from our episode about the College Color Guard sorority. If you guys haven't heard that and met Theo, go listen. But Theo, how are you? I'm good, Jackie. My mom said I could spend the night for the sleepover for for band camp. So heads up, I'll be coming over. Uh, um, the uh, band camp section sleepovers are honestly one of the best <laughs> bonding times ever. So absolutely, absolutely. We also have Stephanie back with us this week. Again, we met Stephanie in a previous episode, so go back and listen. Stephanie Click is here. How are you, Stephanie? I am good. I am also live from band camp where we are inside uh, because it's so hot in Texas that we can't be outside. Oh my gosh, yes. It was, I think it hit 100 here today, and I'm just in Missouri, so I can't imagine what you're going through down in Texas. Yeah, it's toasty. Whew. Uh, our guest host this week is Alicia Sharp. We just had to bring her on to talk about a very specific topic. We're going to get to that in just a second. But hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi. I'm not jealous of you guys. We've already finished band camp, and we're already back in school. So, Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. Wait. Back what? in school. Where? Yeah. Yep. School started on Tuesday. Arizona? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, let's get to know Alicia a little bit more. So since this is your first episode, we are going to do a little tradition called the 32 count life story. We're going to give you a Dr. Beat. You're going to get eight counts and then you get to jump in with your life story. We want to know everything Ooh. about you from birth till now. Oh Highlight God, let's the marching band. Here. <laughs> are we talking like 100 <laughs> beats per minute? Or like 170. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's just like 60. You're fine. You got like 30 seconds. It depends on how much you got to say. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
I'm Alicia. I'm from East Tennessee, and I have two sons, Elliot and Atticus, who are my whole world. I have experience in DCI and WGI, but I'm a winter baby through and through, most recently with Etude from South Carolina. I've been teaching for 16 years, and I care more about anything else um, with teaching our students using Color Guard as the lens with which they view the world. How'd I do? Oh my gosh, you have like time left over. Okay. <laughs> Yay! I love that philosophy of using color guard as the lens with which you feel you you view the words, world. Yeah. Oh uh, at the end of the day, it's just flags on a field. Like, and I, I think Alicia, you may you may have set an on the water break record. I think that was the quickest uh, thirty-two count second. You know, <laughs> it's because she's so young. That's what it is. She's young and vibrant and beautiful. That's no, it's because I'm not teaching band camp right now. <laughs> I'm not tired. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our gush and goes for the week. Tom, I know you're chomping at the bit to get to all of the crazy stuff you want to talk about. So what do you want to gush about this week? Oh, man. It's that time of year where there's just so much to gush and go about. Bandcamp is starting for me, and it's going great this year. My 13th year with the program. Aww. Excited for it. But mostly, um, we have, what, a week left in drum corps? And, man, things are heating up. I can't stop gushing about cadets. I said it back at the beginning of the season, and that show is just going to keep catching fire to the end, man. Those guys are hot this year. Theo, what do you want to gush about this week? Uh, uh, Alicia kind of stole mine. I was going to talk about how I, I always relate everything back to, to color guard. Like, uh, so like, like we'll be sitting there and we'll be, we'll watch a kid across the street. I'm like, look at that. That's color guard. He's walking or we'll watch a commercial cause we're watching a YouTube ad and they will like flip their pencil. I'm like, guys, that's color guard or we're watching like football i'm like look at those formation that's that they just need to, they yes. just need a flag on the field and so we make a joke about that i never knew anyone else to literally like put color guard in every little like facet of life so like ridiculously like rats in a maze like that's color guard you know he's trying to find his checkpoint you know what i mean like it's so silly <laughs> but like i I've, I've been having a lot of fun at making that kind of like the running joke this season right now kind of being like, look at that screwdriver, color guard, easy. You know what I mean? Like, everything, color guard is, you know, ground zero, patient you X. Know, you know, not to age myself, but there used to be Gap commercials that were super choreographed, and my friends would always be like, that's a color guard show right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, Bath and Body Works, color guard. Like, it's like, everything is sponsored by yes. color guard at this point. <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's so true though. I actually know so many people who like took what they learned in Color Guard and transferred it into everything that they've done with their lives, even though they technically have left the marching band world as adults. That needs to be a whole other podcast, like a whole episode by itself though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, what do you want to gush about this week? I am so excited that um there's a, it's the last week of drum corps. It is the big push. So I'm excited because of all the things that we're going to see this week, all of the changes, all of the big, you know, surprises that they have on the field. So I am uh, really gushing over this last week of drum corps. Woo! Yeah! 
Uh, so Alicia, you kind of see how this goes. We gush and go about whatever topic we like. So would you like to gush about anything drum corps or color guard or marching band or anything related? What do you want to talk about? Oh, oh my gosh. Have you seen this post that's kind of going viral in the color guard world right now? That is um, a friend Caleb posting about like what he would tell his assigned alien since you know we now know uh, aliens yes. again right. and he said he shared I pulled it up to read it and then when someone drops their equipment we yell you got it even though they don't got it but when they do something great we yell get it even though they literally just got it um, <laughs> it's, it's everywhere on my newsfeed right now and I laugh every time I read it so that is that's yeah that's my click okay, man the things I miss out on when I'm in band camp all day and don't get to sit on my social media <laughs> I love I love Caleb. He we we actually are really good friends. Uh, but I, also, awesome. I saw another one. I was like, yeah. And when um we 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 say drop spins, but you don't really drop the flag. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like like things like that. It's so funny, so silly. Oh, so good. I had to talk to somebody in a in a color guard group the other day because they were talking about rifle and saber drop spins, and I'm like, hello. They are not called drop spins. I'm so sorry, but like. There's a specific thing that you're doing that makes a drop spin a drop spin. And like the terminology is like dropping it down into your hand and picking it up with the other hand. And like when you do normal spins, they're just called spins. And like it drives me crazy. That's not the thing I want to gush about though. <laughs> I want to gush. I am really excited because uh, there's a project I've been working on for the last couple of years and it is nearing the uh, first draft stage i've been working on a color guard instructor planner and nice. it's really it's it's i want to make it like more comprehensive and something and more really open and so i'm actually taking beta testers right now over on the spintronics patreon so if anybody wants to go to patreon.com slash spintronics guard uh and sign up for our patreon and then send me a message i i personally that's the only social media that i run by myself personally i do not have anybody else on my team running that one so uh, it's just me and you will chat with me directly at all times, which means sometimes you won't hear from me for a week at a time, but you will eventually hear from me, <laughs> but I'm doing that right now. And I'm taking beta testers so I can get some more input from different people from different size groups and different people who will be using this resource. So I'm very excited about it because it's just, like I said, it's been a long time in the making and this is literally only the first draft. So anybody who's like interested in buying one, It'll be a minute. So <laughs> don't get too excited unless you just want to be in on the beta testing. So this week, there has been a lot of online chatter about several subjects. And uh, I know our guest host, Alicia, has a few things to say about this. And the, the main thing really is about there are certain shows in our pageantry world that should just, we just don't need to do them anymore. They've been done. We've got a lot more knowledge that we've gained from, you know, having these shows around a lot more knowledge that we have gained from the people who have come forward about them. Um, and we can just move on from them. So Alicia, do you want to like go ahead and kind of elaborate on this? Yeah. You know, I think um, I've been thinking about this a lot the past few days um, in particular, but there are certain things that we should be teaching our young students that simply aren't okay anymore. And um, the world has moved forward, right? And we've become more socially aware of, of um, 
what is offensive and what isn't offensive. And we're definitely more conscious of that. And um, we just, that is happening very slowly in the color guard world. And that's something that needs to change. And it's a a big conversation, but I'm talking specifically um, one that really gets me is when we do these shows about like mental hospitals or Mm -hmm. going crazy or whatever, which is even like language we don't like to use anymore. Um, And we put a kid out there in a straight jacket screaming and we're perpetuating these very negative stereotypes. And I'm still seeing that happen, not so much nationally, but locally. Um, And then these shows that depict um, a culture that um, again, is just perpetuating those negative stereotypes instead of honoring what a culture could be. So teaching our students the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural stereotyping um, as far as costumes we choose, flags we choose. Um, if we're doing a certain theme, like we don't always choose, right? Um, Winter Guard, right. it's easier, but band directors sometimes say, hey, we're going to do a show about the Lion King, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And the guard instructor immediately might jump to, well, we're going to do tribal. Mm. There are no tribes in the Lion King. This was the specific conversation we had this week. But also, if you're wanting to do something tribal, why not actually do some research into tribes of the region you're looking at? And how do you honor them? How do you, um, you know, look at what their culture is like? And how do we use that as a teaching moment with our students? And then turn around and perform using that without it being offensive to a culture. Right. Putting that, that like research in to mm-hmm. the, the production, like the, the preparation side of creating the show, like, what is it exactly you want to portray? What story are you trying to tell about this culture? It would be so helpful having like, um, you know, having someone who's actually from that culture, you know, if you're wanting to talk yeah. about the story of a specific tribe, having someone who's from that tribe, like there to guide you through this. Yeah. And I mean, and if you can't, um, if time is a, an, which we never have enough time. Right. Um, but what, uh, what else can you do? Maybe that instinct, that first idea of like, we're going to do tribal is the wrong instinct and taking a second to reflect and think, well, dang, Lion King was on Broadway for what, 20 plus years now. And they pull it off every day. What are they doing? What are their costumes look like? Um, let's put our kids in some really awesome like lion costumes or you know some other animal from the 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 big scene in lion king right where we get to see all of them um how can we do that or you know the big one with this whole like mental hospital thing which to be honest i see more in drumline now than i do in color guard but um can we do a show about mental health where we talk about how to get help or where we yes. see someone reach out and not just, we have a crazy person, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, those types of things, just reframing how we look at how we're going to do these shows, um, to bring awareness rather than just depict something we consider to be a character. So basically, Can I ask we're... A question? uh, do you think like with, with, I, I sometimes feel like, especially for high schoolers, I have a hard time watching kids do mental awareness shows with that high level of subject matter sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's it's really, I've seen a couple of, like, suicide awareness shows, and they're very just heavy 
for yeah. I for like a regional A team. Sometimes you know what I mean, and so sometimes I just I, I like I like your explanation on that is really great. I just sometimes I struggle with like watching the kid like want to jump off this bridge as a prop in the show. It's just a lot. Like yeah, uh, <laughs> sometimes you know what I mean, and so I think there's definitely like a fine line between you know, you know, not making a mockery of mental illness, but at the same time, this that subject matter is still very heavy. It's still very scary to like do that stuff. No, like maybe maybe let maybe leave the noose at home. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe put that put the put that I, I, there was a show a couple years ago like with like it started with like a car accident and like they had this like bloody mattress on the field and like basically like someone was dying or something like that. It was crazy. And so like I don't like it was just like a lot of subject matter. And yeah. so those things, I'm like, just, just you know, take a look. If if a kid can't see it in a movie theater, like it's probably too heavy for a high school kid to portray okay. certain things like that for high schoolies. Upper classes, yeah. they can do what they want to, but sometimes those high school classes, it's really hard to watch. Sometimes that heavy subject matter. And I know. I agree with you. The completely. kids have I, I, honestly, yeah. my opinion. Well, I think high school is high school shows should be fun and upbeat and not even be that heavy. But um, I think we also tend to underestimate how smart our audience is. And we think color guard has to be something so intellectual, like girl, chill out. You can put a soundbite of a car accident in there and they're going to understand it's a car accident. We don't have yep. to see the broken car Absolutely. pieces on the floor. Listen, like, I said that same sentence. Are we the same person? I said, girl, chill out. Like, <laughs> it is, it's not that deep. We get it. We not, get it. And, and, yeah, we don't need to, like, see some see someone looking at a noose on a floor to get across the idea that this person is suicidal and our show is going to be that about that. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. there's got to be a better way. Your audience is smarter than that. Yeah. I think uh, some, like you said, the cultural shows. There's, there's show, those always make me itch too. Uh, we need to leave Anne Frank alone. Let's oh, leave yeah. her alone. I'm sick of those shows. Uh, um, there are way, ways to do like you know World War II shows. You know, I think there's way historical shows. Or there's mm -hmm. a way to do those, and that's really nice. Um, I like you said the cultural shows. I don't really see many like. Besides, like the, the occasional tribal, like African ones, the ones that gave me the most are the Bollywood ones. Like, yeah. you know, we can we can we can hang her up. You know, thank you. Um, Which I, but, okay, I see the the value. I, I I actually because you bring up Bollywood, this kind of brings me back to a, a a band director who had discussed a show with me that they wanted to do a Bollywood show, and I was like, well, how many? How many, you know, Indian students do you have at your school? Um, and it's like, oh, no, we're 100% white. There is no cultural diversity at our school whatsoever. Now, his thought was, we're going to utilize this to teach our students about another culture. And I was like, well, I feel like the intentions behind it were good, but I don't know that he had the resources to make it um, be, be genuine in it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, that's absolutely like, it's the, tricky. The, yeah. It's it so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. It the high school band that I'm, where I'm color guard director is doing an, um, a show this year that can take on kind of an Asian theme, but we have a very diverse student body and, uh, we have done exactly what you just said is we have taken like the kids are really being immersed in that culture and everything is just being done to make sure that it is um, culturally appropriate. 
Um, and it is a learning experience for the kids, but we have that diverse student body um, with, you know, a lot of Asian students who are really saying, you know, and can speak to in my culture or my grandparents did and, and are teaching and bringing the other kids along with them. And I think that's the, that's the exception is, you know, we're not doing a show that none of our kids, you know, they're not, they can't relate to in any, any manner at all. And then it just kind of turns into almost a, a showcase. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody saw, uh, but Flow Marching put out some really interesting DCI statistics. Uh, so I'm going to quiz you guys and see if you can guess the answers just to lighten things up a little bit here, because I know this is a really important topic and definitely <laughs> needs to be discussed and I'm glad we're talking about it, but also we like to have fun here. So um, I'm going to start with... with uh, I'm not going to go in any sort of order, just in case you saw yeah. the post. Okay. So there are currently two drum corps who hold the record for the most consecutive appearance appearances at DCI World Championship Finals. They have been in it for 49 straight years. Does anybody know which two drum corps those are? Is one Cavaliers? It is not. It is not. That was going to be my guess, too. Oh, like, I thought I nailed that. <laughs> is it Blue Elves and True Stars? I would say Phantom Regiment. That was my second Phantom choice, Regiment Phantom Regiment. Regiment. Okay. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Um, what did Blue you Devils? say? Yes, uh, yes, Blue Devils. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, 49 years in DCI Finals every single year. Whew. Wow. Wow. Um, only one show since the year 2000 has won a DCI world championship gold medal with a quiet ending. Ooh, Everybody, you know, everybody's going to the big loud, like company front, yes. crazy stuff going on, flag spinning for Jesus. Wasn't this Carolina crown? It was not a Carolina crown. Is it cadets? Is it cadets? It's a blue devil. Oh no. Devils. 2007, 12, that era. It was 2012 Cabaret Voltaire. Sorry. And I mean, let's be honest, you had about a 50-50 chance with Blue Devils, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the longest row in the year. <laughs> uh, how about this one? So there are how many different cores do you think? You don't have to say which cores they were. I'll give you that part. How many different cores have won the George Zingali color guard caption in the last 15 years? Oh, oh, I can do this. I can. Four. I'm going to go three. Three. Yeah, I'm going There's three. Four. No. There's, four. There's, I think I can name them too. Can you? Obviously okay. blue oh, devils. Okay. Yeah. Obviously blue devils. Um, I know Vanguard won one year. Um, oh yeah crown won a year yes. yep. and then boston, boston. crusaders boston. Yeah. yeah boston is a couple years. did i get on i they didn't give me the list i think that's it though because i know crown and vanguard both got one year but boston's really been up there the past few years and man yeah. those kids can spin did great. vanguard win at the aurora boris year the snake year the and uh, 2017 was when Vanguard won. 
and I don't even remember what show that was. I just remember following it. Got it. Tom, did you know? Um, no. <laughs> I thought I heard you say something. <laughs> okay, so uh, this one. Okay, how many days has it been since someone bested the Blue Devils in their overall score? Oh, how many days? How many days? Oh. Are we taking talking days of the year or days of tour? I think it's days of the year. Okay. Like, well, I don't know. Calculator. I know I have to be it like, might, can it I might just be days of tour. 365 times 1460. 1460? Oh my gosh, you're I, so I close. I use my calculator. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can't see that at home. I know. Anybody have any guesses? Uh, I'm going to go uh, 14, uh, um, uh, uh, 65, five. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go two. I think that's probably close. It is. It's very close. So the actual answer, well, as of yesterday, the answer was uh, 1455, which yesterday, for those of you who are listening, was August 2nd, and today is August 3rd. This By the time this episode comes out, though, it's going to be not it'll it might be more who knows maybe somebody will beat the blue devils this weekend and uh mess up that uh, oh my gosh it's getting close it's getting tight yeah yeah it's getting so close so you guys were just barely over so if this was the price is right you would lose <laughs> that means i won i said but two since it's the water break you win <laughs> uh okay so we are going to get back out on the field. Let's get the dancers ready for our show band rehearsal as we get to know about the World Association of Marching Show Bands with Nicole's friend, Larry. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Hi everyone, my name's Nicole and I'm one of the hosts of On a Water Break. Today we're going to be interviewing Larry Rebelo, uh, working with the World Association of Show Bands. Hi Larry! Hey everybody, how's it going? 
It's good. So I have to do something here because this is our on a water break tradition. Okay. This is called your life story in 32 counts. So I'm going to give you a met and okay. you're basically just going to tell everything about yourself from birth to now or oh, just great. the marching band stuff. If that's all a you want to focus on, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. going to get, you're going to get eight on the met and then you'll be ready to go. Are you ready? Jackie, you're going to count. Are you going to give me a five, six, seven, eight? <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you a metronome. It's even better. Oh, okay, it's even, even better. better. <laughs> okay, here you go. Ready? And. All right. Um, yeah, I was born right outside of Canton, Ohio. So that's why I have some of that legacy. My dad was a, a veteran who marched in drum corps. So I had that little thought behind me when I got thrown on the bus at 12 and I've been doing it pretty much ever since, whether it was drum corps or marching band or winter guard or whatever theater or dance or ballet and things like that. So yeah, it's been my life and I've enjoyed every moment of it and could, wouldn't, and wouldn't want to change a bit. So yeah. So how about that? Yay. And we're not even to the yeah. end of it yet. Yeah, you know, you got to have a break at the end of that 32 count phrase to catch up, you know what I mean? So in case you drop your flag and you got to go back and chase it, you know? <laughs> well, you did not drop any of your equipment. That was beautifully executed. Every catch was absolutely solid. <laughs> you know, nice. I, uh, did, I did three pride parades this year because it's been on my bucket list. So I had a blast. And the very last one in Columbus, I, I, I dropped my five. And it was like, oh. But it was okay because I, I threw like an eight later just randomly and it was awesome. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes I still have that philosophy of you still have to be able to quantify why you love this. And I love this because I love to spin things. You know what I mean? So that was always and has been my passion of just why. So, yep. So. <laughs> Yay. Well, today um, we brought you on because uh, I want to say our last show we did um, one of our new things was talking about the uh, World Association of Marching Show Bands. And there was a show that was just done in Buchanan, West Virginia. And I remember it's so the other way that Larry and I know each other is that we um, are adjudicators to get together in MEPA and the MEPA circuit. And um, I remember us talking about this on the way to a show. So how did you get started with the World Association of Show Bands? Yeah, well, um, you know, I had a long association with um, Bands of America. And uh, through their summer camp every summer, Which I started doing that. Back is kind of crazy because <laughs> that's where Jackie and I go back to. So, yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's the connections are crazy. I always mm -hmm. say, it, you know, Kevin Bacon, um, we have one degree of separation in pageantry. There isn't seven. So, you know, so kind of crazy. But, yeah, I mm -hmm. um, met some people during the director session from Calgary and ended up going up there in 91, moved up there to teach numerous color guards, um, including the Calgary Stampede Show Band, Stetson Show Band, Roundup, the, a couple high school bands that were around and a couple other, the, the drum corps, Allegiance Elite that was up there. You know, there's an mm -hmm. ironic turn that'll come back around here in a second with that, but... So that was a life changing for me, moving from Ohio in the Midwest and, you know, trying to survive. And I just um, danced with the 
the Canton Ballet, worked restaurants, taught color guard, you know, all those things. So moving there was quite an advancement for life and, you know, didn't make much money. But, you know, for an experience like that, you're going to move across the world. You know what I mean? And part of my reason for doing it was because I knew that I would be able to travel around the world. There were all kinds of trips scheduled to go off the continent. So, I mean, come on, I get to teach color garden, I get to travel. So, um, you know, with that, it kind of just changed everything. And along the way, as the band progressed, got better, um, Mr. Eklund, who was an American who had moved up there, kind of changed the surface, founded the um, Stampede Band after being a very high school, um, successful high school director, who ironically mm-hmm. was a twirler with Fred Miller back in the day. Oh, my gosh. I mean, an American baton twirler, you know, one of those they had. You know, stage moms who took them around to, you know, AYOP that just happened at Notre Dame this past week. You know, things like that. It's just such a small world after a while. You know what I mean? So they were fierce competitors, too. Boy, oh, boy. And that man had a claw. He could. So, yeah, (laughs) Mr. Eklund is still alive. And actually, then in 1996, um, created and then hosted in Calgary the very first Walmsby um, World Championships. Um, Yeah. So bands came from around the world even then, some of which were actually the same bands that were in West Virginia last weekend, so or a few weekends ago. So it's kind of interesting how it all goes uh-huh. or comes around. But yeah, they've been hosting events now around the world for the past, you know, 25 some years, you know. So it's 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 gone from a mom-pop organization that's still kind of that same way, but it's kind of done its, you know, its goal of kind of transforming the band world there have been a lot of different events that have you know been along the way but they were able to solidify it into one so yeah right well i mean when we talked about this just for a little bit i was like oh that's amazing i can't believe that there are bands coming to west virginia from all over the world right um for this competition and then now, after you're saying it's been around for 25 years, 25, 30 years, um, why are, I mean, honestly, why are we getting, <laughs> just getting to know about this? Know. Like, it, it, it's almost like that discussion we have about why isn't WGI on ESPN and why isn't DCI on NBC? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. so we can have that conversation forever, but I wish <laughs> Oprah and others would just come and say, hey, go by <laughs> this me. so you need um, this kind of mm, mm, mm. yeah yeah. well and i think that's where some of it is sometimes when things are more hidden they almost are more of a gem you know what i mean um and i think that was one of you know one of the things we'll get to as you know we talk about the event itself in in buchanan Mm -hmm. was um you know, uh, even in the DCI um, promo about it just days ago, they spelled it wrong. They, it was a different city. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Wow. So you look at everything and you go, oh, well, some of us analyze everything that's on social media or the world these days. So, yeah, you want that event to be promoted. Um, so no mm-hmm. matter what. But I think that um, sometimes because of how um, even the Canadian groups are even looked upon uh, with the rest of North America, they're still just a friendly sister like the country is, let alone the other bands around the world. 
you know, we don't mm-hmm. know them as a collective. So many times you, you see them, even though some of the best ones have been taught by other Americans, a lot of the pageantry folks that we know are Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. you know, Japan and even South America and many of the Europe, European groups. So, I mean, it does kind of make sense. The other thing is that it is kind of low key, even though the money that's being spent is often just on travel or visas or the allowance to even just be there. There were at least one group that wasn't allowed to travel because they just couldn't even get a time in the office of the visa to be able to get a passport to get there. Right. So, you know, along the way, you know, some of those things... You know, so that's why the American groups don't go to Canada for any shows anymore. I mean, it's something we don't even talk about within the industry. But, you know, I marched in finals in 82 in Montreal and the never all of the drum corps had to cross that border to get over there. Well, now you have to have a passport. You know, we're not going to ask our students to have a passport in drum corps just for one show in Montreal. Yay. (laughs) You know, well, I wanted to ask about like. How did, because you said it yourself, this is such a gym yeah. of, uh, of a, and uh, of event. Um, how did it become, you know, a place where all this was going to happen in Buchanan, West Virginia? How did that happen? Well, and I think that's where part of it is, because I think that uh, these groups are sort of um, a community within themselves some of which go to other events around the world, um, whether they be like the tattoos that are the military tattoos in Edinburgh or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Nova Scotia or things like that, or other independent marching band events, because there are things like the World Music Contest, WMC, in Holland every four years, the, you know, the World World Series or the whatever they call it, the World Cup of marching band stuff that's been going on since, what, the wow. 50s? If, you know, that could be a whole nother expiration. It was happening last summer, so it'll be a couple more summers till it happens again. But, you know, those events actually had groups that came from around the world anyhow over the years. So sometimes those people, because of it, talk to each other about travel or just how did they get there? Or maybe they Mm -hmm. shared housing or, you know, you became friends. So, I mean, when I moved to Calgary, you know, I went to WMC for the first time in in 93 and it was such an experience just staying there in the community seeing all these other groups and you know getting beat by traditional bands from Europe that were you know amazingly awesome that did trends that we would see later in American pageantry, you know, pass throughs very quickly or certain things that people would do, or even uniform copies. There were things that I have seen in Europe before that all of a sudden showed up in our marching band world. So it's kind of interesting how some of those things, you know, even just copy and paste these days too. So I would say that was one of the most interesting things about Buchanan still is just the different identities. Although, you know, some people had modern takes on what we do because they bought costumes here. It's still just their own, what they take of it. You know, one of my favorite color guards was (laughs) the, the Polish color guard, because you could tell they were like a dance team that just did flag work, but what they did Mm -hmm. was very, very good, you know? So it was, 
You know, they were they were one of my oh favorites. <laughs> Something about <gasps> Polish girls with flags. I'm just saying. yeah, and they were all golden <laughs> black. So, you know, it's been a golden black year. Seeing so they got that trend. The whole band was golden black, but they were one of the groups. If you didn't hear this story, that did not get their luggage. Like, what did I hear from somebody? Like, only a handful of people of the entire entourage got their luggage, so they had to go to Walmart and buy things. The community Ooh, stepped yeah. up. So, yeah, so that's just wonderful. You know, there was a picture yeah. that they just posted this week of the community stepping up and ironing, you know, uniforms for a band. I mean, those things are not going to happen if the show had been in Cincinnati. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are the type of things yeah. that you're talking about, you know, that that's why it was in Buchanan, West Virginia. You know, even this yeah. summer when I went to Calgary to work, um, you know, I questioned even, you know, saying, well, it's the size of Black Diamond where the bands usually have a parade somewhere in Alberta. You know what I mean? So they're like, yeah. yeah. So and I think the saddest part for me was it's it was such a beautiful place, but you couldn't see the grandeur of West Virginia, all the hills and mountains. They got there in the middle of the night, but they left during the day. So at least they got to see their drive back to right. the East Coast. But yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So it's always been West Virginia. It's never been anywhere else in America. Yeah. It, um, it, I believe one other time it may have been, but that's, mm -hmm. that's for the archives. I'm usually really good about those things, but it may have been the first time. Um, yeah. I can't recall it ever being in America before. Um but yeah, it's been in Canada quite a bit in North, you know, in North America, in Calgary, because of the home base of the organization and because it was part of the Stampedes um, mm -hmm. competition and events, the bands marched in the parade and things like that, too. So, yeah. Okay. So looking on the website, it does say um, like in 2024, it's going to be in Germany. In 2025, yeah. it's going to be in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, those I, I i just feel like this is such a big deal and <laughs> and you know what i mean like we don't really know that much about it and yeah so yep. like i think that you're right when it's a hidden gem um it's more along the lines of oh i've got this nice little thing that we can do <laughs> that's yep. not really little um right. so what are all of the i mean that you've know of um what are the different countries um that are in this competition well and that's where i mean it, it will be localized more regionally to wherever the event is I, you know i mean that a lot of uh -huh. times um other groups like groups from north america the calgary groups or others but a lot of times it'll just be you know next year probably more predominantly european maybe you'll get some of those other drum corps from you know the united kingdom but probably just the landmass area there might be groups from around the world that might travel there because there's other events or other festivals that they could go to as well but like i said before there also are now friends of walmsby that would be like oh well we could go to germany next summer and do this and this and this you know just like the mm -hmm. The Calgary bands had not been to the East Coast of America many times or very limited in any of their tours. So this one kind of made sense. They, you know, they usually go off the continent, or if they do, they'll stay either in Chicago. They used to do a lot of the uh, the Midwest band, uh, Macbeth circuit. 
they would come to Chicago mm-hmm. and Wisconsin and do those things, or they've been south to Pasadena or to, you know, like Roundup has gone to Disneyland and things like that. But they haven't gone to D.C. or New York City. So it was kind of fun for them to see culturally, you know, that side of America, too. So, yeah. So it kind of made sense. In the long run, it really did. (laughs) Oh, Inside these bands, um, is there an age limit? Like, is it a school? Is it an, um, an independent organization? Like, how are these bands formed? Yeah. And um, that's the most interesting thing, because if you you can check off the list, like if there was a drop down box, you'd be able to check them all off. You know, you had um, Chen Kyo was is a high school band from from Taiwan and they are a traditional, you know, American type of marching band that had been taught by former Blue Devils and Blue Knights that just happened to be living in Taiwan that helped shape that organization. Um, Mm -hmm. So you look at that. so that's a high school group. There was, um, you know, from America, there was Rogue's Hollow Regiment, that drum corps from Northeastern Ohio, and then the Green Beret Regiment from Wisconsin, which is just an independent marching band during the summer. Most of the other mm-hmm. bands then would have just been community bands from around the world, whether it be a Fife and Drum Corps from Denmark or an all-age group from Venezuela. I swear there were children that were three years old marching with a piccolo <laughs> with, you know, 80-year-olds, you know, and then really serious guys play at drummers. Why are all drummers around the world so darn serious? It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> how do they decide how to class them, though? How I do they, how do you have, yeah. like, three-year-olds up against, you know, adults? Well, and that's like, where I think there might be, you know, some... Because there are variety of different competitions, they'll have a concert competition. So then, you know, a a certain group could have a better chance. The group from Denmark won that, and I don't think they were expecting to. So it just kind of made them feel, you know, that they are world champions in the event that they went to. Of the bands that were there, they were the best. And that's the way you kind of look at it. If only our world was that simple, you know what I mean? (laughs) Think about our own world. Don't you go to the fall shows that you know you might have a chance to win before you have to go to the big shows that you know you're oh unfortunately going to get beat by the big bands so you want to be able to have those moments and in the world of bands there aren't that many competitions anyhow anymore you know we are limited not that covid changed that much but who has the money you know the american bands don't have money i was surprised that more bands didn't just come to west virginia just to kind of show up but it was at the worst you know, time for any american marching band at that point they were off or they were at the beginning of band camp so yeah that's what i was going to ask you about because you did say that there was the group from wisconsin right and uh, the place of the group from northern ohio yep are, are there usually just like a little bit of like a handful of american bands that will go to this yeah, I mean, originally there were some of those Macbeda bands that had done some of it. Um, I know one of those DCI judges that's running around had taught one of the high school bands from Wisconsin, and they were actually right behind the Stampede Band at the very first one in Calgary. So they kind yeah. of showed up and almost beat us. So, you know, so yeah. I would say because usually it is a summer event for North Americans that, you know, like the Japanese bands, you don't see as much because their season is completely different because their season ends in December. 
So, yeah. you know, right now they're still in the creative process or they're limited to parades. They're not ready for a field show. So, you know, there are some limitations. You know, the school year in Australia right now is, you know, in the middle of winter and it's <laughs> halfway mm -hmm. through the school year. So you're not going to be ready for your final exam. So, yeah. But right. So I guess some of that I is just timing. You know, some of these bands right. also never stop. They're just a community band that'll do a performance and just keep on learning things or do parades all year round or concerts or whatever it is. So, you know, is it's a different Calgary world does? all the time. They're not on the North American schedule of WGI, DCI, BOA. WGI, yeah. <laughs> is that what uh, Calgary does? Do they just keep going all year round? Yeah, because they've already had auditions the you know with the three bands actually being there you see the system and the cycle of how it works that there's a junior band that you start in and then you move up and you have to go through the stetson band to get into the stampede show band now you know and mm -hmm. it, it's also very interesting however however the past 30 years how kids have then not aged out with stampede and gone on in march dci or came down in march wgi so they get that continued experience or come down and go to school in the states or out east in canada just to open up their experiences because they've had those you know so that's great you know well it, it, in it, this too how uh i guess you could say how often do you get to go and see calgary because right. this I, is a year let me this is a annual thing correct right. this um, marching man show so yeah. how much do you get to see them well and this is where you know i i moved there in 91 92 um full time and i moved away about five years later um you know when i had another great opportunity and i've sort of been back ever since ish you know once or mm -hmm. twice a year to be able to go back and usually judge in the winter um, or go up and do a clinic type of thing. And then in the, in the summer, go up for, you know, one of the longer periods of rehearsal time, right before the stampede celebration of the 10 day event. Um, and this year it just happened to work out because things were a little bit later that I went up for a bunch of rehearsals and then was able to judge their last show before the stampede event started with a couple of the other Americans that were up and a couple of the Canadians, actually a couple of the people that were ended up judging in West Virginia were also there. So that was good. So, yeah. Larry, it's just what would, Go ahead. What would you want people to like, know about this? Like, 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 you know, we've been talking about how small it is and how, how people like haven't heard about it, even though it's a worldwide sure. participation thing. Yeah. What would, what do you want people to know about this moving forward? Like as far as, as, if it's something worthwhile to come to, yeah. um, I should say the fact that it is something worthwhile to come to, because you've clearly yeah, established no that what. already. But yeah. what, do you, what do you want people to know about this? I, I think it's that world band community thing. You know, I, I, I sometimes, how do I say this politically correct? You know, um, um, we have such a mindset that, we have to do it this way and the blue devils and the blue coats and the onyxes and you know it, it's it's got to be like caramel well yes they're absolutely stunning and we've learned so much from those programs but not everybody in the world 
is that. You know what I mean? We all have to take not only the criticism of maybe not being as good as somebody else, but it still takes any kind of guts to get out there and do it. So whether you're a little band from Brazil or Hong Kong or from Red Deer, Alberta, that just went to the tattoo, you know, it, it's about that world community. You try your best, you do your what you know, and you, you you move on and you watch other things and you see how other people do it. But watch me, you know, respect what I do too. It may not sound as great as you, but it's still what we do. Maybe we have a little call. I mean, it's one of the things, I swear, it's one of the things that got me to move to Calgary. They have... You know, they have a little fanfare that they play every time they do a parade, every time they start a song. And it's one of those things that just rips your heart apart. You know, I I messaged one of my friends today, Don Click, who is the program coordinator for the Colts. The Colts mm-hmm. are a show this summer that I can't watch without crying and I get to see it live tomorrow night. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> Okay, Larry, so we've been talking about World Association of Marching Show Bands. You can follow them on their social media, (laughs) W-A-M-S-B. Where can our listeners find you if they want to talk to you? Um, Yeah, I'm available on social media. You can find me, Lawrence Rebio, just about anywhere. So, yeah, find me at DCI. Come and talk to me. So, (laughs) Yeah, DCI, are you going to be at finals this year? Um, I'm hoping I always go to third, I go to Friday and watch everybody. And usually I like to go on Saturday and watch warmups, but because that was changed when we moved inside, I, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's hard to finish things these days. How about that? So as a board member of one of these organizations, it's hard to put it away because it just means so much to everybody. So (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, sometimes it's easier to be able to just drive away. And ironically, I'll say this as we finish up. I did that in Buchanan. I didn't stay for finals. I watched it online in my house because I got there. I helped at rehearsal. I saw the kids. I cheered them on in prelims. I got really, really um, burnt. (laughs) (laughs) I got fried. My head was just a lobster and at that point i was five hours away from home and i knew that they were going to succeed in everything they all made finals and it was time to move on just like everything just like right now it's time to say goodbye so i love you all thank you so much for inviting me in call me anytime because i love you yeah thank you great (laughs) it's so good to connect with you again i have lots of opinions so yeah so we can talk (laughs) um we'll call you for sure Uh because uh this we have a lot of opinions that Uh bounce around here all the time it's fantastic (laughs) throwback thursday throws a lot more uh, into it you know what i mean so maybe we could we could schedule a weekly event (laughs) what do you want to talk about this week oh my god girl (laughs) did you see those costumes oh (laughs) <laughs> so <laughs> yeah lunch with larry so here we go so, thank you girls okay well thanks again and we'll see you and uh nicole i'm gonna go ahead and head back over to the sideline uh to get all another right. rep in all right bye guys let's do it bye Hello, everyone. It's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts and the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast. It's a great summer, and we're in the middle of a series of podcasts about the 2023 DCI season. These podcasts are being released in audio and video versions, which you can find at our website. 
already available are podcasts about the Cavaliers, who are celebrating 75 years with Where You'll Find Me, and the Madison Scouts, who share great advice about building a better culture in your organization. Out this week is our conversation with Carolina Crown, where I talk with four members of the design staff. Now listen to this. Rick Subel, the artistic director, Jeff Sactig, the visual designer, Michael Klesch, brass arranger and music director, and Kevin Shaw, percussion arranger and sound designer. They were so nice to stop in the middle of spring training when we recorded that and talk to me about the show. We take you behind the scenes. You hear about how the show was constructed and then about how the members are bringing the show ideas to life this summer. This show is epic, as any show about Camelot would have to be. And then next week, I talk with music coordinator Mark Whitlock of The Cadets. We talk about their show, Atlas Rising, and the strength and grit required by the core. I think you will be fascinated about how Mark describes the show, saying it's analogous to the past, present, and future of the core. The grit and strength required of Atlas Rising in relation to the past, present, and future of the cadets. This is pretty gritty stuff. Watch for other podcasts all summer from other DCI cores where we take you behind the scenes and up close, including a conversation I recently had with Phantom Regiment visual designer Stephen Estudillo about their show, Exogenesis, which everybody is already talking about. It's a great summer of drum corps. And don't forget that you really need to see drum corps live. Go buy a ticket, sit in a stadium, make an effort to get there because the live experience is really special. You can feel the energy and passion of the performers coming off the field. It's an experience unlike anything else. Go see Drum Corps live. Happy DCI, everybody. Hope you enjoy our interviews all summer at the Marching Roundtable. It was such a great interview with Larry. It reminds me of something I have been wanting to bring to this show. I it, It's just, just a little funny tidbit. What part of the marching band show are you? What part of the marching band show explains your personality? <laughs> oh, That's what I, I just want to know this about you guys. Because I feel like, like that kind of, there's different things involved, you know. I tend to think of myself as like the part of the closer that's just big and bold and really thinks it's the opener so i'm like kind of like the reprise of the opener <laughs> in the closer <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think theo what do you think what, what part of the marching band uh, show are you every time you ask that question i get a different answer like flash in my head um <laughs> the first one uh the one that just came to me was like i'm that um i'm that snare drum stick that fell in oh, their no. percussion break <laughs> that the guard girl picked up and took to the sideline. You know what I mean? Aww. Or I well, more more fun. I'm that I'm that you know long sought out um catch tape uh that we never quite reach but we're always itching for. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I I'm her. I'm her. That's who I am in the marching show. <laughs> so basically you're me you're my rookie year of of drum corps on oh, on saber you're, oh you're i'm me right now <laughs> tape is a myth and i will you know you know whatever <laughs> i also have two answers for Ooh. this um i have the answer that i would give and then i have the answer that my students would give Ooh. so okay, good. i personally think that i am that like that front ensemble like keyboard hit where it's like a chromatic rise up to like a little triangle. Oh, that's me. 
You what know, we all know the triangle at the end, right? Yes. Um, my students would probably say that I am like that ever-present screeching Dr. Beat in the back of the field that you can like <laughs> hear in your dreams and you wake up out of nightmares and it's always there drilling into your skull. So. Even during the show when you're performing and it's not supposed to be going, it's you, in your yeah, head. <laughs> you, you can never unhear it. Alicia, I'm going to have to send you a clip of a part of our opener. I We have that very, that very, same chromatic front ensemble to a little ding yes. at the top, and I have Gar like accenting it. It's I, I I got you. I gotta send you a clip. If You'll you love don't it. like catch on that triangle or do like a little like foot like something oh, on that triangle. Absolutely, we're doing it. <laughs> Tom, what about you? <clears throat> well, um, I, you know I, I'm a pretty laid back person, but I. I think I'm the park and blow section of the show where people really overperform. <laughs> yep. and, and they do all sorts of weird body gestures to make the music come to life. I can see um, it. Um, or, or I guess I would be the guy in line for fried dough. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have one of those. I'm, I'm really <laughs> missing. I am really missing Allentown this weekend, guys. <laughs> oh, the fried dough. <laughs> Stephanie, what about what would you be? I, I am the opening flag feature. Great answer. Oh, Great answer. Um, I am driven and crisp and strong and full of color, but I really want to be the ballad. I really want to be soft. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me but that, I really want to be that it's just that's not who I am <laughs> so what you are is you're you're going to be like the, the, repri the reprise of the of the opener like yes. lick in the ballad yes. that little yes. piece that yes, you have that's to what I am. That's it. <laughs> you're that dependable motif yes, yes. that's yes. what it is you're love a good motif <laughs> I love that. I feel like I'm seeing that so much more with shows this year. Well, I say this year, just within the last like five years, there's a lot of yeah. that, um, that style going on, especially with so many bands getting like custom uh, mm -hmm. arrangements for their shows. They're just getting very nicely um, arranged pieces that go together rather than just being like, okay, right. we're going to do this song by the beach boys and this song by queen and da da da. You know, they're actually getting, shows that go together and yeah. tell a story and and i love that i love that that little motif in there oh yeah yeah store-bought packages are getting much better these days mm -hmm. also that true, true. You i know feel what? like more, more tools are available to people too like as far as audio editing and like arranging and stuff like yeah, that yeah it's... for sure jackie you know what though we can't not ask our our producer jeremy what part of the show he would be <gasps> producer Jeremy Ooh. and I've been like going but I've known this question for a really long time and I just don't even I was gonna say I texted you this I, like a week ago I, I, I have okay, okay okay I know what I am and everybody will go yes this is exactly who you are I'm the big flags big sound company front all the confetti ah, end of the show yes I can see it bravo okay. 
That's it. Dude, and this is your year. The company front is coming back in DCI. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they're like four quarters yeah. doing it. Yes. A lot of more drill <laughs> these days. Love it. All right, everybody. It is time to move to our news section. The first up is DCI news from Jeremy at Drum Corps today. I am going to toss the Long Ranger over to you. Hey, everyone. Happy finals week. Drum Corps today back with some Drum Corps news. With just five days left in the season, competition is more intense than ever before. Although the Blue Devils are still leading and undefeated, the gap between them and second keeps getting smaller and smaller. At the beginning of last week, they were over a point ahead of second place. Then at the DCI Eastern Classic, the spacing dropped to half a point, and then at DCI Pittsburgh, they were only 0.4 points ahead of Bluecoats. We'll just have to wait and see how Thursday goes, since they're done performing until Lucas Oil. Second through fourth has some of the most intense competition this season all within a point of each other, and often within half a point. The week started with Bluecoats leading Crown, then a couple days later Boston beat Bluecoats, and a couple more days in Boston beat Crown at the DCI Eastern Classic, with Bluecoats sitting just below both of them. Fifth through seventh are also quite intense. The week started with the Cadets leading Mandarins, and they continued to hold that lead throughout the rest of the week. As the week progressed, Phantom initially was ahead of Mandarins, but at the DCI Eastern Classic, Mandarins scored just above Phantom, with Cadets leading both of them. Eighth is pretty comfortably going to the Cavaliers, though their percussion is currently in the running for the Stanford this year. Ninth was going to the Blue Stars throughout the season in the first half of last week, but at DCI Glassboro, Blue Stars' score dropped just below where Troopers and Colts were scoring, and then at the DCI Eastern Classic, Troopers outscored Blue Stars on Friday, and Saturday, Colts scored higher than where Blue Stars did. The battle for 12th this season is unbelievably intense, with four cores scoring within a point and a half of each other at the DCI Eastern Classic, but being as close as a quarter of a point away from each other. The week started with the Blue Knights leading Pacific Crest, who in turn were leading Spirit of Atlanta, with Crossman scoring just above Pacific Crest a day later. Then their scores got incredibly close, only 0.2 points between 12th and 15th. After that, there was a new order, with Crossman leading Pacific Crest, then Blue Knights leading Pacific Crest, but still below Crossman, and then Spirit coming in just below all three. World Class finishes off with Madison Scouts and the Academy flipping back and forth, then Music City, Genesis, Jersey Surf, and Seattle Cascades all sitting pretty comfortably in their ranks. With Open Class prelims coming up, we'd like to share our predictions of how they'll go. Going into the show, Spartans and Gold are tied, but we're expecting Spartans to lead Gold ever so slightly. Third, we're predicting we'll go to Southwind. Fourth through sixth are close, but a bit tricky. At Columbian's last show, they scored the same as they did at their first show of the season, with the two between being lower and lowest, respectively. They'll probably be fourth, with Battalion at fifth and Guardians at sixth, but these three could switch around. Next is seventh and eighth, which could also be close, with us expecting River City Rhythm and Seventh Regiment to score within a third of a point of each other, with River City Rhythm leading Seventh Regiment. We're expecting 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th to go to Raiders, Cold Cadets, Lestentors, and Eclipse, respectively. Coming up next week are the biggest events of the season. On Monday is DCI Open Class World Championship prelims, where 12 Open Class cores will compete for a chance at performing at Open Class Finals the following day, and Innovations in Brass, where Boston and the Bluecoats will go head-to-head -head one last time before championships. On Tuesday is the previously mentioned DCI Open Class World Championship Finals. On Thursday, DCI World Championship prelims, where nearly 30 cores will come together to compete for a chance at performing at semifinals and maybe even world-class finals. 
On Friday, the previously mentioned DCI World Championship semifinals will happen, with the age-out ceremony happening as well. On Saturday, DCI World Championship finals and the conclusion of the 2023 season. All of these scores, plus the ones coming up this week, will be found at our Instagram, and an in-depth analysis can be found at our threads, both at Drumcore Today. And stay tuned for more Drumcore news. Thanks, Jeremy. Now Trish is back with the DCA Dish. Hi, everyone. It's Trish with the DCA Dish. This week's DCA report actually brings us to DCI land, also known as DCI East in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Now, we've had DCA cores do exhibitions at Allentown before, but this time we had two cores each night, and they were actually scored. Friday night, we had the Bushwhackers over the Fusion Corps, and Saturday night saw the Reading Buccaneers continue their undefeated season over the Hawthorne Caballeros. Now, what I think made having the course judged by the same judges as the DCI course important is that it was a statement. This could really be a successful venture next year. And from what I heard around the lot, this could be the thing that really saves DCA. The march towards Labor Day is on, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. Chat again soon. All right. I We need to get into this story that Tom brought because, oh, my gosh, Seriously, I've been hearing about it from the four corners of the earth. Tom, what you got for us? Oh, well, if you're if you don't live on a rock uh, or anywhere weird, you you know about America's Got Talent, right? What what a cool show that is! Uh, and there's all kinds of variations of it, like the British version now. Like it's it's an awesome show, but someone from our world was on the show recently. A independent world-class percussion group, uh, Pulse Percussion from Southern California. They brought the house down. Um, you know, you're thinking, oh, some more drums on a stage, but no, no. Uh, just like they, they do with their winter percussion shows, they went in there, very thought out, very well uh, put together, and they got, I believe, an invite back to another uh performance so I let, heard they you know, got four yeses yeah yeah fantastic stuff go check it out on youtube i think you can find it it's all over social media right now uh you know give it up to to those guys and and support them any way you can well, and we are actually looking at getting somebody from the Pulse team to come be on the podcast. So hopefully, cross fingers, I know there's like all these kind of crazy NDAs and stuff they have to sign, but maybe we can get them on to talk a little bit about the experience. And uh, Steven's going to come back around with that, and we'll see if uh, we can share that with all of our listeners because I feel like that would be so cool. There have been, I know there have been like, winter guards and indoor drum lines and, and indoor marching ensembles that have auditioned for AGT before, but have any of them ever actually made it even on the audition show? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Uh, I know some snare drummers a while back, like I think a duet thing might've made it back once or twice, but um, nothing to this level. All right. Well, we'll keep you guys posted. Stephanie, what you got for us? 
So I don't know if you all have seen, it's also all over social media as well, but at the Annapolis show the other night, um, the clip of the naval servicemen that joined in with uh, the Blue Devils horn line as they were doing <laughs> like, improv across the floors. Um, it was so awesome. Just, you know, it's, it's just really cool that the servicemen, that they even have a performance. Um, it's just another bridge of activity that our kids get to see and something that they can do after they age out if they're interested in the armed forces. But the fact that those guys just joined in on the across the floors and they ate it. They were they so did. They nailed it. So good. And so if you haven't seen it, you need to find that clip. It's well worth watching um, and just super, super fun. And the kids ate it up. That was so fun, you guys. Yeah, go check that out on on the Blue Devil social media because, the, yeah, I saw that and I about I about died laughing. It like popped up on my Instagram as soon as I opened it. Uh -huh. So that was something. Alicia, what's your story? Uh, well, ESPN has officially announced that they are going to be doing an HBCU band um, com uh, competition this fall. Um, they're putting out a schedule, and it's going to happen alongside um, the regular football games. And from what I understand, it's not the traditional, like, kind of battle of the bands or showcase, but it is an, an actual competition where they're going to get judged on color guard and drum major, musicality, percussion, very much like traditional marching bands. But uh, it's going to be elimination style throughout the um, football season, ending with a true, like, Division One, Division Two championships, where they are going to crown a, a a winner at the end of the year, and there is a cash prize for the band that I've not been able to out yet. I don't think ESPN has actually um, released that information, but the plan is that there is going to be a national champion um, HBCU band of the year. Awesome! Oh, I love it. I, I, I feel sorry. Like <laughs> No, it's good. I feel like we've had a lot of HBCU in the uh, in our news this year, and I feel like HBCUs are just growing in popularity. Uh, and, like, the big news really is that ESPN is going to broadcast this, and that's the part yeah. I left out. Friday, December 15th, um, which is the same weekend as the Celebration Bowl, it's going to be shown um, all day on one of the ESPN partner channels. Awesome. So we can all yes. tune in to watch. I'm getting some <laughs> national televising, televising me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Theo, you got some DCI stuff for us? I do. This one's really fun. This one's really sweet. Um, kind of going along with, uh, you know, diversity and how, you know, this sport is kind of growing more and more. more. Um, Spirit of Atlanta, uh, you know, has their very first – um, African-American female center snare this year and Ooh. this is uh, the the I think the last one they had was uh, in 2013 with the Blue Devils um, uh, Nicole Casino so uh, huge shout out to uh, Kenan Abdallah uh, she this is amazing to me it's it's still kind of crazy that you know here we are kind of a, a lot of years through this sport and we're still getting first you know what I mean first this first that and I'm glad that you know that uh, DCI is recognizing this first for this drum corps, just to show that, you know, um, you know, we, we are here, you know, look at us, we are talented, we are valuable, we are air, all that stuff. So shout out to Kenna, thank you, thank you, thank you. One thing she says in her, in her interview that I find really great is, um, 
this is a quote from her, uh, regardless of how you identify, you can do anything in the world as long as you stay humble, keep that discipline, and work hard every day. And I find that to be very special because it really does not matter, you know, who you are, what you look like. If you if you keep to the grind, is what she's basically saying. You can you can achieve everything. So sh- shout out to you, uh, uh, Kenya Abdallah, and shout out to you, uh, Nicole Casino, back from 2013 with the Blue Devils for kind of setting that tone. That saying, you know, Black Girl Magic is here. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, we are here. We are here to do great things. So shout out, girl. All right, everyone. Thank you for a great rehearsal this week. Thank you to our hosts, Tom, Theo, and Stephanie. Thank you to our guest host, Alicia Sharp. What are your socials, yeah. by the way? Um, I, That's a great question. I'm not super <laughs> active on Where social media. Where can we follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just Alicia Sharp 215 um, that's, Honestly, that's about it. I don't <laughs> that's Hey, it's all good. I appreciate you coming in, especially with it being like, what did I ask you, like two days ago? <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, yeah, like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Okay, so my days are running long, basically. <laughs> uh, thank you, for Jeremy from Drum Corps today for your recap. And also thanks, Trish, for the DCA recap. Everybody go subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Make sure you follow us on our social media at On A Water Break, and we will see you at the next rehearsal on A wait, Water Break. Wait, 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 don't, don't, don't go anywhere, in, anywhere yet. Listen, folks, there's a week left. Be a fan. Remember the members and performers see the social media instantly. Please be a fan. That's all I wanted to say. Yes, being positive on social media. Go practice. And don't forget to practice. (laughs)